ABC Listen. Hello, my friends. It's Ruby here, and you're listening to News Time. Hey, Ruby. Hi, Ruby. This week, it's International Day of People with Disability. So, on today's episode, we're going to explore five stories all about people who live with a disability. We'll meet a horse rider learning some new tricks and visit a timber yard where some very useful tools are being made. We'll have a go at keeping a rhythm with a groovy music teacher and play a video game that's making sure everybody can join in. After that, of course, we will check out our... Wow of the Week. Yes, that's it. What do you think? Should we get on with the countdown? I'm ready. Excellente. Story number five. Susan Wells has always loved horse riding. I've been horse riding on one of my cousin's farms. Going horse riding before, I think I was like three and it was like really fun. A couple of years ago, Susan got sick and it meant that she had to have the lower half of both of her legs removed. She was feeling pretty upset about it. Then her riding coach suggested that she give horse riding a go again. Susan's coach, Sharon, is a Paralympic athlete, so she knows quite a lot about what it takes to ride a horse when you have a disability. It's a good idea to encourage people to follow their dreams. Some people get put down by like a disability that they have and think they can't do it, and um, that story just encourages more people to um, try Susan needs a little bit of help when it comes to getting her horse, Odie, saddled up and ready to ride. And she also needs some help getting up onto the saddle. That's why it's great that Susan has a good support network. Susan's horse, Odie, is very patient and doesn't move around when Susan's climbing up. It took a little bit of getting used to riding without being able to use the bottom half of her legs to steer and communicate with Odie. But Susan is learning fast and getting really good at it. I think it's really cool. I think that's very motivating for people that have prosthetic legs or no legs at all. It sure is. In fact, earlier this month, Susan competed at the National Dressage Championships. That's a competition with horses. And she was the National Reserve Champion. Susan says that when she's on her horse, she doesn't feel disabled. She's able to ride and do tricks, and she's focused on performing in her sport with her mate, Odie, as best they can. Story number four. When Kirsten Dreyer was young, she was worried that being autistic might make it tough for her to find a job that she loved. And it can be tough for people with a disability to get a job because sometimes people discriminate against them and think they might not be able to do a job as well as someone without a disability, which is not a very fair way to treat people. Kirsten's teacher noticed that she was really good at jobs that involved using her hands and encouraged her to follow that path. I like building stuff with my hands, like pillow forts. I like building things like arts and craft and drawing. 
Kirsten decided she wanted a job at a timber yard. You can make pencils out of timber and wood. You can make chairs and houses and furniture. A timber yard is a place where trees are cut and shaped and turned into different products for people to use. At the timber yard where Kirsten works, every single employee has a disability. Every year, they work together to make more than 800,000 timber stakes, which are used by businesses all over the country. Pretty good because then every because people who have disabilities disabilities can still work. They can get to know each other and they can find out ways about about how the other people get around with their disabilities. There are lots of jobs to do at the timber yard: sawing, sanding, painting, driving forklifts, and packing up orders. And if someone quits their job to work somewhere else, well, that's a good thing. It means they've got skills and experience at the timber yard and it's time to go off and explore new things. Story number three. Sue Lowry works at Southport Special School on the Gold Coast in Queensland. Every student at Southport has a disability and Sue is their music teacher. Do you do music classes at your school? Like currently in this time we're using different tuned instruments and non-tuned instruments and we're using lots of different instruments and we're trying to make up our own one. At Southport, Sue mostly teaches drumming. Her students learn how to keep a rhythm and how to play together in a group. The students love working with Sue. They feel safe and happy in her classroom. Sue's created a drumming group for her students. They've performed and competed at big events and they often win against bigger schools that have more money to spend on fancy instruments. I think they have lots of fun because they get to play music. Sue reckons everyone can be a musician and she works hard to show her school how true that is. I think that's really motivating to like the, her students and helping them achieve their goals. Not very long ago, Sue won an ARIA Award for Music Teacher of the Year. When she went on stage to accept it, everyone in the audience stood up to applaud. Sue hopes that her award will show people how important it is that everybody gets the opportunity to learn music. Great work, Miss Lowry. Story number two. Have you ever played a game called Just Dance? Like you have to try to dance and do stuff like that and I normally do it with my friends. You have to follow the right moves and then um, it gives you ratings from the corner of the screen while you do it. Sounds pretty fun. In the game, there's lots of different kinds of music to dance to and the dancers can get tricky. They involve jumps and turns and dips and moves on the floor. But sometimes moves like that can be difficult for people who have limited mobility, like people who use a wheelchair to get around. That's why the video game is creating some new dances designed for people who use wheelchairs or have trouble standing up. The instructions on the screen will have some dancers standing up and others sitting down so that everybody can follow along. I think it's really cool. 
um, because I didn't know Just Dance could do that. I want my parents to make a wheelchair so I can try it out to see how good it is. Because like it helps people with disabilities to be able to have fun. This new dance option makes the game more accessible. That means it can be used by people regardless of whether they have a disability or not. By having more dancers for different body types and different types of ability, it means more people can groove and play together. I think it's good because if you might have someone who needs a wheelchair in your family and you can get it and then you can play it with the person with the wheelchair in your family. Good for them to um, do the just dancing so they can have fun and play it with their friends maybe. There's still a way to go to make gaming accessible for more people, but this is a move in the right direction. Alright, are you ready? It's time for... Well, the week. This story made me go wild because I thought robotic dogs had heads and tails. Spot is a robotic dog. We've talked about him on Newstime before. He was designed to explore places you wouldn't normally send a human, like deep underground or into dangerous caves. Recently, a student named Santiago Velazquez was working with the robotic rover when he had a bright idea. Santiago uses a guide dog named Trey to help him get around. But there are some things that make using a guide dog a little bit tricky. Normal dogs need to be fed and taken care of, like they need to pick up their poo. Yep. Plus, it's hard to take them on planes to travel to other countries. And if an animal gets sick and needs a rest, well, that can be tricky too. Santiago thought that with a little bit of tweaking, Spot the robotic dog could be programmed to help humans in the same way a guide dog does. Santiago and some other students at the Queensland University of Technology have been hard at work training Spot the robot guide dog. The robotic guide dogs can like help people more than normal dogs because like this they're, they're normally stronger and they can do lots more stuff because usually guide dogs um, have to be trained really hard. I think it's a good idea because then they won't have to spend more time trying to train the guide, do guide dogs. Uh, what if the robotic guide dog male functions? <laughs> or maybe it could slip or run out of petrol in a really big emergency. He isn't quite up to scratch just yet. Where's his head? Where's its tail? Will its poo be nuts and bolts? What does it eat? Battery power. Petrol, probably. Those are all very, very good questions. Spot is helpful if Santiago wants to move in a straight line, but gets a bit rigid and jerky if he needs to turn left or right. The team are persevering, though, because they hope that in a few years, robot guide dogs might be a good option for people who are blind or have low vision and need some help. For now, though, Santiago says that even if they got Spot the robot dog to a good level, nothing could replace his black Labrador tray. And with that, this news time countdown is done and dusted. Thanks, Ruby. Thank you. You are very, very welcome. And hey, why not try the news time quiz? 
The questions and the answers are in the show notes. Bye. Bye, Ruby. See you in the flip side. See you later. Or, as they say in Navajo, Hagona. News Time is an ABC Kids Listen podcast. For other awesome podcasts to play, music to move to, and stories and soundtracks for sleep, download the ABC Kids Listen app. It's free from your app store.